This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Maybe now. I'm showing unmuted. Two minutes of just gold. Two minutes of just me trying to figure out if I'm muted or not. I think I'm no longer muted. It would appear that we're good. Okay, off to some technical difficulties. Let's start it from the top again. Without the theme song, which I think threw it off because I'm having kind of spotty internet connection today. And it mutes the mic automatically when you do a video. And bah, you don't care. Anyways, welcome to Live on Lunch Break with that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. How the hell are you? How are you? I am well. I am well. Uh, today, we got... Um, I'm going to bookend it with kind of sad news. We're going to have some fun in the middle, but we're going to kind of bookend it with some sad news. Um, but we'll talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. What's going on in my world parenting-wise? We have started potty training. We have started long overdue potty training on a three-year-old. Uh, and honestly, potty training is just one of those things where um, the parents have to be ready for it. They do. The parents have to be ready to do the routine, especially if it's your second one. I remember for the first one, it was such a priority. Okay, we're going to get this one potty trained and we're going to get it so we don't have to wear diapers anymore. And it's going to be great when we go out in public. But then you realize it's not actually great in public because then you have to find a bathroom at all times. You know, you got to worry about the disgusting public bathrooms. So it's actually much easier if they just go in their diaper or pull up in this case. So we started potty training around my house and um, just remembering how much of a pain in the ass it is. Your potty train. Let me know your tips and tricks. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. This is a, at its core an entertainment program. And the first thing I want to talk about today is the um, the passing, the passing of Hazel McCallion. Now, for those in Ontario, Canada, even. Uh, Hazel McCallion's probably a name you know and recognize. Um, she was the mayor of Mississauga for, I've got the notes here, uh, 100 years. Uh, she was the mayor from 1978 to 2014 of Mississauga. She was the mayor well into her 90s. Uh, she was over 94 when she finally, um, got, I don't know, I don't even remember if she gave up her seat as mayor if she lost an election, but uh, she was the mayor there forever and uh, she'll be sadly missed. She continued to work well into her hundreds. Uh, she, you know, as I said, 101. Um, and we lost a, a powerful woman in politics. 
Now, here's where I'm going to be a bit of a dick. <laughs> and I just can't help myself. Um, the, 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 the post from Mississauga says, is with great sadness that we advise of the sudden passing of Hazel McCallion, former mayor and city's biggest champion. Our thoughts are with her entire family at this time. Sudden? Sudden passing? She was 101. There is nothing sudden about it. If I dropped dead later on today, that, that would be sudden. People wouldn't see that coming. But sudden passing at 101? Not buying it. Doesn't, doesn't pass the, uh, the old smell test. If I live to 101, do you know what the headline will read? We are happy to announce the long overdue news that nerd dad has passed away at 101. There'll be nothing sudden about it. So, uh, my condolences to her family and friends. <laughs> she had a hell of a life, worked right to the end, uh, but nothing sudden about it. Now, from someone who worked her ass off not to die to someone who seemingly has a death wish, Jay Leno. Jay Leno feels like he's on some Final Destination shit right now, doesn't he? Doesn't Jay Leno feel like he's on a kind of a Final Destination trip? So not long after his uh, burn that he had to go to the hospital for, last week he falls off a motorcycle and breaks a bunch of bones. Jay Leno reportedly broke several bones in a motorcycle accident last week, only months after he suffered serious burns to his face, chest, hands in a garage fire. The former Tonight Show host told the Las Vegas Review-Journal that he was knocked off his motorcycle on January 17th. The fall broke Leno's, Leno's collarbone and two ribs and cracked both of his kneecaps. This is after serious burns to his face, chest, and hands. Jay, it seems like uh, we're going to lose you this year. I don't, I don't, I don't particularly want to lose you. I have no real strong feelings about you one way or the next. Uh, but this is starting to feel very final destination-y. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think, you know, maybe, maybe don't drive behind any trucks that have exposed lumber. Avoid hand saws. I might even avoid elevators. Those are two major freak accidents to happen very close to one another. And you're in your 70s. And this photo was taken a long time ago. And yet you weren't the picture of a healthy man back then. So just, just be careful. For your family and friends' sake, be careful, Jay. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. Uh, uh, Jay Leno. Okay. Where are we, we next? Where are we next? We are on. Ooh, guess what's coming back for two more seasons at least? The Simpsons. Doom, 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 doom. I don't want to get stopped. Fox announced on Thursday that it has renewed the forever running, record breaking, off quoted animated comedy for two more seasons. 
The upcoming season 34 finale will serve as the 750th episode. And factoring in a handful of additional installments already in reserve, The Simpsons will pass the jaw-dropping 800-episode milestone within this extension. I didn't know they were still making new episodes. It was one of those things where, like, I just assumed they were still making new episodes or that it had been canceled and just no one told us. Or it flew so far under the radar. And I I, I struggled with this with this topic and with this um with this information. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um but normally when I'm kind of preparing news and notes for the the show, I can find significant articles about a given topic. But no one is picking this up. Nobody cares that the Simpsons have been renewed for two more seasons. Um, obviously, based upon my age, you know, 38, be 39 very shortly, um, I was key in that uh, growth period. And I remember the good old days of the Simpsons. I remember season seven through 10 when it was pristine and the best. And it's still very well written if you watch any more recent episodes. But it just doesn't have that impact it once had on myself. It doesn't have the impact it has on the ones had on pop culture, but it's like permanently nostalgic now because we're on like a third generation of teenagers who have watched this show. So the new episodes can still attract big name, modern celebrities, the Bailey, Billy Eilish's 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 the Billy's of the world to their show. And I'm sure it still attracts top-notch writers. But the cultural impact of The Simpsons is not quite as relevant as it once was. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, congratulations to the writers, the voice actors. I'm sure it keeps a million people uh, produced. And I'm sure if you, in a hundred years from now, they'll still be rerunning era, uh, reruns of The Simpsons. And after 35 years, let's be honest, it's it's outlived a number of us. <laughs> it's outlived a lot of us. It's now becoming a middle-aged person. I almost said man. And then I didn't want to gender identify the show. Paused because that's the world we live in these days. Um, so shout out to the Simpsons for picking and being picked up for two more seasons. I hope you continue forever. I hope you continue forever. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's not Bob's Burgers. I think. Allow me here. When I first saw Bob's Burgers. Step, take a step back here. When I watched Family Guy, that was new, fresh, and exciting. It was more adult. It was edgier. It was downright offensive to some people. And that had its little window, and that had, had its little run. 
And then I saw Bob's Burgers. And Bob's Burgers, to me, is the heir apparent to The Simpsons. Just as The Simpsons was the heir apparent to The Flintstones. Bob's Burgers captures the, the family dynamic very well. And I think is relatable to a lot of people. But it has that... Um, the sensibilities of a Simpsons in the terms of writing, creativity, storytelling, things like that. Um, South Park was similar, but also its own entity. It's not Family Guy. It's not the Simpsons. It's South Park. And the show that has taken up the mantle, in my opinion, <laughs> from Bob's Burgers, family, uh, Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, and Flintstones, is actually a, a kid's show called Bluey. Um, and if you're not familiar with Bluey, you, you should be. Bluey is a fantastic program that is uh, eight minutes long, short episodes coming out of Australia, centers around four dogs. Mom, Dad, Bingo and Chili. No, uh, Bandit and Chili. And there are two kids, Bluey and Bingo. And um, the storytelling, the Easter eggs, the uh, family dynamic, family values. Bluey is the heir apparent to that genre of show. So if you haven't watched Bluey, check it out. Um, all right, finally, I've been kind of dreading doing this topic because um, it's gut-wrenching. But I think, I, think, I think we need to. I think I need to. I think I need to talk about it. I think I need to see where my thoughts take me. And... Um, and we're going to talk about Tyree Nichols and uh, the video that was released late last week of him being brutally murdered by five officers um, in a three-minute video. And in the video, he can be heard uh, screaming for his mom. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough if you if you want to seek it out it's available i don't know that it will do you any good um but if if you feel the need to watch it and feel sad for a little while um it's it's available for you <sighs> look it's it, it it has sparked a lot of discussion again uh in the united states about policing and reform and and the thing that makes this particular instance different is the fact that um, the officers in question were not white they were black and they still committed a heinous act on a downtrodden person. I don't know how to respectfully phrase it, but that's essentially what happened. So maybe it's not just all white people. Let's be honest, it, it is. But, but the fact that the officers themselves were black causes a bit of wrinkle to the storyline and the narrative but not one that should be 
ignored. Um, policing needs to be revamped, needs to be revisited. The whole institution needs to be reconsidered. Um, especially in moments like this. And, um, and I, I, ultimately, um, let me rephrase. I think my fear is that nothing is going to change as a result of this. There, there's no indication in the United States or Canada that there's an appetite to really address this problem. I think the the unions who represent the the, the police departments, I think the people who have some financial investment or have and whether it's the mayors or what have you, but there's there's too much money in play to really want to look at this critically and and tear it down, take it to the studs, and and build it from the foundation up. So it's a it's a tough pill to swallow when you see this and kind of know that nothing's probably going to come of this. Just this past week in Toronto, um, there's been on our local local subway TTC, our, our local transit system has seen a huge spike in violent crimes being committed on the transit system. Um, our mayor's solution was more police officers. There'll be more patrolling. And, uh, Latest report shows that the increased presence of police has had zero effect on the reports of violent crimes. Because the criminals aren't committing the crimes in front of the police officers. They're waiting till they're not around. Or they're just picking a different moment. It's, um, it's gut-wrenching. To think about where we are now um, and where we're going to be in 10, 20, 30 years. Because, you know, there's a, there's a few kind of analogies that come to mind. And I think they apply to the idea of police policing and what do we do with the institution of policing. Um, one of them is uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today. It's kind of the same thing with the idea of undertaking policing and, and reviewing what needs to happen within the police force. If we're going to review it, if we're going to have an honest conversation about the role they play in society, it should happen today should have happened 20 years ago but now it should happen today and it's a huge undertaking i'm not i'm not it, it you know we're talking years upon years to get this thing right 
which leads me to the other analogy that kind of comes to mind when I think about this, which is how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It's going to take a long time to finish that elephant, but you got to start. So, um, Tyree, uh, you know, I hope you're remembered for more of that than the tragic video. I hope your family and friends um, find solace in the fact that you are once again igniting a conversation that will eventually bear fruit. We have to remain optimistic that these conversations will eventually bear fruit because otherwise there's no point to any of this fucking thing. There's no point in releasing the video. There's no point in having committees. There's no point in having discussions. There's no point in me talking to you right now. We have to be optimistic that it, um, it'll eventually bear fruit and that change will happen. And I'll leave you with this. Um, in the wake of his passing, uh, Michael DeAdder of the Washington Post put out this uh, political cartoon, I guess opinionated cartoon or editorial cartoon, whatever the case is. Um, and for those who are just listening and not watching, um, it's an image of a police car stopping a white person. And uh, the white person is on his phone and he's saying, I'm going to be a bit late. I'm being stopped by the police. And in the opposing car, uh, police are stopping what appears to be a black person who's on the phone calling to say, I love you, mom. <sighs> it's just heavy, heavy, heavy shit. Um, and I think that it, uh, well, I'm not going to talk over it. You know what it does. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, I am that nerd dad where we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. Please just take care of one another. We'll do this again real soon. For listening. Damn. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. He had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.